Hey everyone, welcome to yet another episode of Amplify Life with Madhuri Thakur. Today I'm going to ask you some questions to begin with. How many times do we promise ourselves to start a workout or join a gym but keep postponing it? How many of us struggle to change a habit like quit smoking or want to develop a new habit of reading books? Do we often defer our decisions? If most of the answers of these questions are yes, then here you go. This episode is for each one of us, a student who is preparing for exams or competitions or preparing for their career, those who are looking for jobs, working professionals who want to start something new, maybe a new business or a habit, those who want to quit something unhealthy or unhelpful habit or practice. Hey everyone, I'm Madhuri Thakur. Thank you for tuning in to Amplify Life. In this show, we will talk about personal transformation, relationships and life. How would we take responsibility for our own life? How can we grow, accomplish our goals, personal, professional and relationship goals? We will learn how to unstuck ourselves from our limiting beliefs. We would be talking about practical and tangible actions that we can take and implement in our lives. Episode 10 How to stop postponing or procrastination. This episode is brought to you by Nirvara, unique destination for Bhartiya products. You can log in to www.nirvara.co.in to buy or sell handmade products. You can follow Nirvara on Facebook at Nirvara eShop or on Instagram at nirvara_eshop. Nirvara echoes vocal for local. Now you might have a question. This is so usual. We all postpone things. Why is it so important to talk about it? We need to talk as it is the most common issue I encounter in my sessions and it's not as simple as it seems. During my sessions I often come across situations where students or people have their goals set. They have proper planning, genuinely want to bring about change in life, they are seeking growth. they are aware that they postpone they know it's less helpful and they seriously want it to stop it's not always the laziness or lack of will power that is responsible for procrastination it's much more complex and has a lot to do with cognitive mechanisms in today's episode we will talk about procrastination why we procrastinate how to stop and also the anti procrastination techniques which are easy to practice although the topic is huge that it normally takes a workshop to complete still i have tried to cover it all for maximum understanding and easy application so shall we move all right Procrastination is the act of unnecessarily postponing decisions or actions and it is widely spread around 20% of the adult population and 50% of the student population. People struggle with procrastination from time to time and suffer from it to various degrees in their everyday life. Procrastination is a serious problem which can lead to a wide range of issues. It's not surprising that procrastination is associated with grades in school, salaries at the workplace, a higher likelihood of being unemployed, increased stress, 
high rates of mental health issues and higher rates of physical health problems. So the question is, if we know the not so helpfulness of procrastination or postponing, then why do we do it? When we need to perform a certain task, we usually rely on our self-control and our motivation, which is based on the desire for some reward which we will receive as a result of completing the task can provide a helpful boost to our self-control which helps us and I repeat, which helps us act in a timely manner. However, there are various demotivating factors such as anxiety or fear of failure that have an opposite effect on our motivation, meaning that they can make us more likely to postpone our task unnecessarily instead of getting them done in timely manner. In addition, there are also various hindering factors such as mental exhaustion or distracting environment that interfere with our self-control and motivation directly in a way that also makes us more likely to procrastinate or postpone. So whenever these demotivating and hindering factors outweigh our self-control and motivation, we end up procrastinating or postponing. Alright, so let's talk about how to stop procrastinating or postponing. In order to stop procrastinating, we have a proven process of three steps and a long list of anti-procrastination techniques. Let's talk step by step. Number one, set your goals. The first step to overcoming your procrastination is to set your goals. When you do this, it's crucial to make sure that your goals are as clear as possible. For example, be more healthy is abstract or relatively less clear. Whereas, drink only water and avoid eating fast food for the next month is concrete or more clear when it comes to pursuing. Similarly, a goal such as start exercising is relatively vague and is therefore more likely to lead to procrastination than a goal that is more concrete such as walk for at least 30 minutes or 8000 steps. It also does mean that we need to quantify our goal or make it as clear as possible. In addition, when setting your goals, you also want to make sure that these goals are achievable and meaningful. So the first step to overcoming procrastination is to set goals. These goals should be clear, achievable and meaningful, which means that they should be well-defined, possible to accomplish and significant enough to help you make notable progress. Once you set your goals, then you can move on to the next step of this process, which is to identify the exact nature of your procrastination problem. So number two is identify the problem. Here you can take the help of a coach as they can help you identify your problems or ask yourself these questions. Question number one, when do I procrastinate? For example, do you tend to procrastinate more when you are working from home compared to when you are working in the library or office or school? Do you struggle to finish tasks after you've been started them or do you struggle to get started in the first place? Question number two, how do I procrastinate? For example, do you browse social media, play video games or watch TV shows, go out with friends or find small and unimportant tasks to complete? 
Question number three. Why do I procrastinate? For example, do you constantly find yourself being distracted or do you feel so overwhelmed that you don't know how to get started? Now, why do you procrastinate is the question where you may have a long list of reasons which you can find out through professional help or consultation as the professionals know the tools to uncover the psychology of procrastination. We will cover these reasons with the anti-procrastination techniques. Number three, create a plan of action. Once you have set your goals and identified the nature of your procrastination problem, you can create a plan of action that will allow you to stop procrastinating and start getting things done. To create a plan of action, you need to figure out which anti-procrastination technique you should use and how to use them. These techniques which we are going to take in the coming part of the episode fall into two main categories. Number one, behavioral techniques. Number two, cognitive techniques. Examples of behavioral anti-procrastination technique includes breaking large tasks into smaller ones and removing distractions from your work environment. Examples of cognitive or anti-procrastination techniques include visualizing your future self and focusing on your goals instead of your task. In general, each technique is likely to help you accomplish at least one of the following things. Number one, make it easier for you to get started. For example, keeping your shoes and track suit near your bed before you go to sleep. This will make it easier for you to get ready for a jog once you get up. Number two, make it easier for you to keep going once you've started. For example, putting your phone on silent mode and out of sight reduces the likelihood that you will be distracted by notifications while you are working, which will make it easier for you to focus on your work. Number three, make it harder for you to avoid working. For example, turning off the Wi-Fi on your computer and phone removes the temptation to procrastinate on social media instead of writing your paper. Ultimately, we need to remember that imperfect action is infinitely better than no action at all. Now let's learn about the various other reasons and list of anti-procrastination techniques which are easy to use and will make it easier for you to get started keep going once you've started and make it harder for you to avoid working. Number one, break large tasks into smaller ones. When using this technique, there are a few things you should keep in mind. A. You can break tasks apart as much as you want. B. If it helps, start with a smaller step first. C. You don't have to outline the entire project from the start. Number two, start with a small step. This concept is sometimes referred to as two-minute rule or five-minute rule to signify that you should set out with the intention of working on your task for just a few minutes. Number three, prioritize tasks. Two common methods for prioritizing your tasks are these. Number one, the Ivy Lee method. Number two, Eisenhower metrics. The Ivy Lee method involves preparing a to-do list with a list of six tasks ranked in order of importance. 
and the Eisenhower matrix involves categorizing each task as important, unimportant, urgent, or non-urgent, and then prioritizing your task based on these criteria. Now, here I would suggest don't waste time over optimizing your prioritization method or getting stuck figuring out which one to use. So, just pick one, any one to start with. And if you are not sure about which method to go first, it is recommended that you go for the easy one, which is Ivy Lee method of making to-do list. Number four, identify your productivity cycles and make a routine. Different people have different cycles of productivity which means that different people are productive during different times of the day. For example, some people might work better in the morning, some at night, some are most productive after they eat, others might be when they are hungry. So identify your productivity cycle. After that, identify your peak times and also your slum times and make a consistent daily, weekly, monthly routine to avoid procrastination. Number five, set deadlines for yourself. Deadlines serve as a commitment device. When setting deadlines for yourself, there are three important things you need to keep in mind. Number one, deadlines should be concrete. This means, for example, that Thursday at 4 p.m. is better deadline than sometime tomorrow. Number two, deadline should be realistic. Number three, deadline should be meaningful. It's also important to remember that deadlines should encourage you to start work early. Number six, use time management techniques. There are various time management techniques in order to make it easier for yourself to get started on your work and to remain focused once you have started, like Pomodoro technique, time boxing, to-do list, etc. We can take this part in detail in another episode. Number seven, gamify your behavior. Gamification is like competition with others and the accumulation of points into other types of activities to increase motivation. Number eight, reward yourself for your accomplishments. This is something important and works for sure. People often procrastinate because important tasks that are rewarding in the long term are less appealing in the short term. For example, you can decide to take a short break and watch some TV for every chapter you read in preparation for a test or you could eat a small piece of chocolate or a cup of tea or coffee or listen to your favorite song or anything which you love to gift yourself with as a reward for every task that you complete while working on a project. Number nine, commit to have a no zero days. A zero day is a day on which you make absolutely no progress towards any of your goals. At least one activity related to your goal every day, even if it is a single call or a single mail or maybe 10 minutes walk or a single page reading can be anything. Number 10. Learn to say no. For example, if you notice that you frequently procrastinate because people invite you to hang out, and you find it difficult to say no, even though you know you should be working. So refuse politely, which will make it easier for you to stick to your goals and avoid the temptation. Number 11. Increase your energy levels. Get enough sleep, drink some water, eat something healthy, take a break and go outside. 
get some exercise or listen to music. Number 12. Improve your work environment. Change your work location. Eliminate distractions. This is something important. For example, put your phone on silent mode while you work or use a dedicated app to block notifications which will help you concentrate on your work or multitasking by watching TV or browsing social media while engaging in cognitive activities such as studying is associated with reduced levels of self-control. Next, add a delay before slipping into distraction. This is powerful technique. For example, if you want to check your phone for notifications or check a website for new posts, you should make yourself count to 10 first. If you use this count every time you are about to procrastinate, you will find that the urge to do so is often temporary and passes once you wait for a short while. Next is make unpleasant tasks more enjoyable. For example, if you need to clean the house, you can put on the music that you like and try to time yourself to see how much you can get done in a 10-minute sprint of work in order to make this otherwise boring task more enjoyable. Next is use small pushes. For example, putting a small sticker with the logo of your dream or goal on your laptop or study table that will give you a small motivational boost when you need to start working. Next, use countdowns. The countdown is a technique that involves choosing a number, maybe 5 or 10. Counting down from that number while telling yourself that once you reach 0, you will get start on your work and then prompting yourself to get started once you actually reach zero. Your teachers might have used it, and it is still used in kindergarten. It's indeed a powerful psychological technique. Next is start with your best or worst task. Some people find it beneficial to start their day by dealing with the task that they dread the most so that they can immediately get it out of the way and go through the rest of the day knowing that they have already taken care of it. This approach is referred to as eating the frog or eating the elephant beetle, where the frog signifies the unpleasant task that you have to take care of. Alternatively, some people find it more beneficial to start with their easiest tasks first in order to help themselves get started and enter the right mindset that they need for work. Next is eliminate bottlenecks. A bottleneck is a task that causing you to delay when it comes to a number of other tasks because you can't move forward with them until you deal with these bottlenecks first. There are several ways you can go about doing it. You can just get it done. You can postpone it, modify it, delegate it, or eliminate it entirely. The most important thing is to realize that the task that you're dealing with is a bottleneck and to then find the approach for dealing with it that will work best for you. Next is switch between the tasks. Next, procrastinate in a productive way. For example, if you find yourself procrastinating on writing an essay, that instead of wasting time passing watching TV, you can work on some other task that you don't want to complete, such as washing the dishes, 
This technique, which is also called productive procrastination or structured procrastination. Next, simply you can take a break. Next, give yourself permission to make mistakes. This is something very common. I was also struggling with this once. That is perfectionism, which is the tendency to strive towards flawlessness in one's work. This can cause us to procrastinate in different ways. Number one, perfectionism can cause you to delay getting started because you are worried that you won't be able to produce work that's perfect. Number two, Perfectionism can cause you continue revising your work endlessly because you keep finding minor flaws in your work. Number three, perfectionism can cause you to avoid releasing your work or making it public because you are afraid that it's not absolutely perfect yet. So once you are aware that this is the problem, you must internalize the fact that it's okay for your work not to be absolutely flawless. And that you shouldn't let your fear of making a mistake cause you to procrastinate. Try to get something done, even if it's of low quality during the initial stages. And remember that you can always improve it later. So just take the first step. Start it anyhow with whatever resources you have at that particular moment of time. Next is develop self-compassion. Self-compassion involves extending sympathy to yourself in situations where you feel bad about mistakes that you've made. Be kind to yourself rather than critical during tough times. Recognize that imperfection and suffering are a part of the shared human experience rather than something that isolates you. Paying attention to the self and the environment as they are in the present moment and accepting thoughts and emotions in a non-reactive and non-judgmental manner. Next is develop self-efficacy and a positive outlook. Now self-efficacy is vital, I would say. It's a belief in your ability to carry out the action needed in order to achieve your goals. This belief is crucial to your ability to self-regulate your behavior, which is what allows you to successfully avoid procrastination. Self-efficacy is strongly related to being hopeful and having a positive outlook on your situation, which can also help reduce your tendency to procrastinate in some cases by doing things such as increasing your motivation to work and reducing your fear of failure. Next is focus on the goal instead of the task. How you can do it? For this, you can visualize your future self. This is a powerful anti-procrastination technique. Visualizing your future self can help you motivate yourself into overcoming your procrastination. While visualizing, make it as detailed and as vivid as possible. The more you feel connected to your future self and the more you care about them, the better you will be able to motivate yourself in the present and the more likely you will be to successfully overcome your procrastination. Next, find someone who can hold you accountable. Having a person who will hold you accountable for your actions can help you stop procrastinating in some situations. The person who holds you accountable can be anyone that you trust most, 
whether it's a coach, can be a teacher, a colleague, parent or a friend. And the next is build a social support network. A social support network is a group of highly motivated, like-minded people with a positive attitude that you can rely on to give you emotional, informational and practical help. For example, a close friend or a study partner are two types of people that you might include in your social support network. Alright, so before I end this episode, I just want to emphasize that if you have a burning desire, a strong determination to achieve your goal, you are less likely to procrastinate. And if you feel like you need help, be smart and wise to go to a professional who can help you and make you stick to your goal. Use this episode as a guide to stop procrastination. Listen to it whenever you need help and use the anti-procrastination techniques whichever suits you best. Thank you for being with me. Catch you in the next episode. You can write to me if you want me to take any topic or question of your choice related to personal empowerment, relationships and life in your own show, Amplify Life. Also, you can book your consultation for relationship coaching with me through Facebook for one-to-one or a couple session. You can contact me for relationship coaching workshops in your society, club or organization. Also, you can join my training programs on effective communication skills, soft skills, and personality empowerment programs for students and working professionals. To stay connected, I invite you to come along with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Please find the details in the description. Don't forget to subscribe, follow, comment, and review. See you next week. Till then, keep rocking and shine your brightest.